Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. Hey, hey, it's Dave Mormon here, your home service business coach. I want to thank you. I love starting these episodes just thanking you because time is honestly the most precious resource that we have on earth and you have chosen to invest your time and get my voice in your ears for a little bit. So I really take that seriously and want to do absolutely everything I can do to deliver some value so that when you stop listening to this episode, you're like, yeah, you know what? I actually learned something. This is some good insight. Um, Some podcasts will just go on and on and on and you kind of turn off the episode and you think, what did I just listen to for the past 40 minutes? Uh, You know, a lot of business books are like that too. The author can kind of make what should be a 20 page book and they'll turn it into like 212 pages. So I don't know if authors get paid by the page or what, but sometimes it seems like the point just goes on and on and on. So I like to try and just get right to the goods right away, which is what I'm going to do in this episode. And I'm only going to make one quick announcement. And that is uh, if you ever want to touch base with me, uh, I do offer a free coaching call to touch base with me. Um, so you can book your free call today. I put it in the show notes, but you can find me at homeservicebusinesscoach.com. Uh, book your call. And I've been connecting with people, you know, all over the world, to be honest. I had a couple calls last week with uh, some, some gentlemen in the UK connecting with people in different uh, parts of the United States and also some other ones uh, throughout the country where I'm in here in Canada. So been so cool just to build out a community and meet some people who are fighting the good fight similar to I am every single day. So let's get into it here. We want to talk about who the two key managers are to grow your business to $70,000 per month. Now, you guys know me. I'm in the pressure watching, pressure washing niche, so I like to speak directly to those in pressure washing, but I also had a painting business for about 10 years. Uh, I've got a Christmas light business, and I also just love studying the landscaping business, plumbing industries, HVAC. So I really love speaking to different industries in the home service space, but my kind of current relevance is right now in the washing space. So, you know, I do offer coaching for pressure washing business owners specifically, And then I do also more coaching for those outside of the pressure washing niche, because ultimately these principles we're talking about, they're all very transferable from industry to industry, as I've uh, demonstrated jumping from painting to washing to Christmas lights and who knows what other stuff we will pick up as we continue to grow. So you really need, you know, two key people to kind of grow to that $70,000 marker. Now I say 70,000 because 
that's what my washing business does uh, fairly consistently. And, and to be honest with you, when we're busy in our busy months, we are, uh, we're now over $100,000 a month of cleaning. So, um, you know, I don't like to advertise yet this year. We're 100 grand a month every single month, although we are definitely heading that way uh, to, to, as our seasonality levels out more. Um, for those of you who know me as well, uh, our months in January and February are like really, really slow. We do our Christmas light takedowns, but outside of that, to be honest, there's not a whole lot going on. So we actually don't even count that time as revenue. You know, we'll keep a couple crews going with some some piecemeal work, but really we kind of count our revenues on 10 months of the year. So what I found was kind of around that $70,000 mark is where you really need these two individuals, two managers. And I just wanted to make an episode and just kind of unpack it a little bit for you. I get questions from people saying, you know, when should I hire someone in the office? When do I need a production manager? When do I? So, you know, you're going to have different people enter your company at different stages. Uh, this conversation is one where I'm going to hope that you already have some technicians in place, you know, some reliable people that you can send out. Now, that statement right there will already disqualify a lot of people who are saying, man, I can't keep people for the life of me, this and that. So I would not have this conversation and set up these two managers until you've got to first base, which is you've managed to get off the truck yourself and you need someone now, uh, you now have a crew to do the work, whatever the work is you do, you know, pressure washing, soft washing, painting houses, whatever it is, you need that crew of painters, say, already hired before we progress to the next level and hire these people. So you can kind of like have this business do $10,000, $20,000 a month without these two key people. You know, you can have a couple helpers in the field. Maybe if you're listening, you know, how many times have you had your, your partner enrolled in the office to pick up phones? Like I'm not talking about building this rinky dink little family business and there's nothing wrong with that again. But I believe I'm a, such a firm believer. You should have this business set up as a vehicle to serve you and your family. You should not be in unless your like partner really wants to join in. Uh, you should not be enrolling your uh, partner to to help out, you know, and stay on weekends and pick up calls. Like that's not what this is about. This is about setting up proper structure in your business so that it can really serve you. So that's just a little bit of a disclaimer before we dive in so the first person you're really going to want as a as a key manager on your team is an office manager so uh, we have had a few of them over the years now uh, for for my washing business and to be quite honest it took me about three or four hires to find someone who was really really good in the office and so um, we've now restructured the company a little bit where we've actually moved uh, my my rockstar office uh, manager into more of a marketing role as our company continues to grow. Uh, part of my job as CEO is always looking at the talents that the team has and I'm looking at where their best seat on the bus is going to be. So, you know, that's why I say we've had a couple different office managers now. And we have someone currently in 
the role who who is quite strong and I think will have a very bright future uh, with our company. And so kind of a few really key things you want or someone really strong in your office is going to be, uh, you know, you're going to want to make sure they're really good on the phone. That's really important. Um, again, if you have CSRs already set up and this is more of a ma- an actual managerial role, that can be a little bit different. But you typically at the $70,000 mark, you want that office manager picking up the majority of your phone calls um, because they're going to be assisting your customers. So they're really the the face of the business, you know, behind the scenes. Um, and they've got a lot on their plate, but you're going to want to make sure they're really good on the phone. You're going to want to make sure they're good with their vocal intonation. You're going to make sure that they're a fit with your core values. You know, ultimately service should be a really key value that you hold in your company and you need this office manager to be exhibiting that over the phone with uh, his or her voice. So, uh, you know, you, you want to make sure they're good on the phone and it's your job as the business owner to give proper phone scripts. You know, you want to have a bit of a critical path as a customer calls in. You want to know, uh, are we setting up an in-person quote or are we able to quote this over the phone? Um, you know, if they call in with a certain type of project, your office manager needs to know, no, unfortunately, that's out of our lane. We don't do that. Like for us, we now don't do any post-construction cleaning. If you got a new house with tons of window stickers on it, unfortunately, we're, we're not touching it. I say unfortunately, I actually mean fortunately, because you take on these jobs that you get into and you just end up in these really crappy situations and you don't make great money and it's always an arm wrestle when it's time to pay the bill. Uh, and sometimes those stickers have been on for a year. And those of you in window cleaning, you know, you're just nodding your head right now thinking those jobs are such a pain in the butt. I hate taking them on. Well, so do we here. And that's why the last year we haven't even touched them and the business is running better for it. So your office manager needs to know like, hey, uh, we, we don't do that around here, uh, but I would recommend this company. You know, they're going to need to have a Rolodex of Uh, all the different home service providers that you would recommend so that, again, they can be assisting customers as they call in. They need to know rough pricing so they can have an intelligent conversation on the phone. They need to know your minimums. Um, So you can just appreciate like the level of conversation on the phone that they're having. We really want to have our office manager providing a high level of assistance to our clients. And that doesn't always mean that you know, they're going to be hiring out Revive. It's okay if we're referring them on, if that project is not necessarily in the stream where we want to be. So that would be one skill your office uh, manager needs to have. A a second one, like as equally important, is being detail-oriented. So, you know, I'm talking about the person who has inbox zero, who does not read an email and leaves it read if they haven't dealt with it. I'm talking someone who loves email folders, someone who loves color coding, loves post-it notes, like just has such a high level appreciation for organization. So this this would be a huge one, you know, uh, running the the scheduling for us, you know, at, at kind of a $70,000 mark, you're running three, four crews, maybe at most kind of thing, depending on what what industry you're in. If you're doing, you know, smaller tickets, it could be even more crews potentially, but you want to have them just, they're going to be on your CRM. They're they're never going to close the browser on their CRM. Our office manager has Jobber up 
the whole day because one screen uh, she is, you know, scheduling crews on and the other screen is more of a workflow, you know, for the email inbox and, and notes and whatever else she's got going on. So, you know, you want to make sure every crew is color coded and that there's notes on the job and that if a customer calls in and says, um, you know, it's really important that my gate gets closed because my dog is going to run out and they have a tendency to get hit by cars and whatever else. Um, that note that, uh, you know, Charlie's has is prone to run out and he could get smoked by a car. That's got to be put in the job notes in the, the job and job or otherwise there's a chance the crew will leave the gate open and Charlie will run out and we end up with a dead dog on our hands. And that's not going to be a fun one for my operations manager to deal with. So I kind of make that in, in jest, but the point is you just got to be so detail oriented in the office and you're going to know like literally as the business owner right now, for those of you who've hired someone in the office, you're going to know and think, Oh yeah, I remember when I had John in the office, you know, he just was not as detail oriented as me and it just really ticked me off. So Again, getting back to like leadership principle number one, if someone can do a job 80% as good as you can, well, guess what? It's time to take that hat off as the owner and plant that hat so squarely on to fill in the blank office manager. You know, people, you're lucky if someone can do the job 80% like as good as you can, if not 90% or even 100% or even better. Like I believe currently our office manager does the job better than I could do. And I also believe that uh, uh, our, our person who was in the role prior to that did the job better than I could do. So you want to hire people better than you, but to be quite honest, you are a freaking superman a superwoman in your business you think about your business you go to bed thinking about it you wake up thinking about it you're at your kids hockey game thinking about the the um the business it just doesn't leave your brain that this is like your big goal in life so that's why we say 80 percent because you can't expect employees to have the same level of care as an owner and and i have had employees who get very close to my level of care no doubt and they typically end up in managerial roles so that is going to be your your prime first person you're going to want to hire someone really good on the phone someone very good with details uh, someone extremely organized and and the last one you just kind of want someone really consistent right you don't want this um very streaky personality, you know, uh, kind of unpredictable. The office manager position is one that's tricky to reward with incentives. Um, you know, kind of the key, like KPI, key performance indicator is to be quite honest, like don't drop any balls, don't have any screw ups. Like that's how we measure a really good job in the office is like, are you, did you drop any balls this week? Oh, I double booked this crew. I forgot to put this note in the job. Um, I screwed up on this email. I pressed this job wrong. Like those are drop balls in the office. So um, you want to have someone just very steady, very consistent, you know, coming in eight to four 30, uh, making sure all the trains are running on time, um, dealing with any issues right away. And then just very good on the phone. You know, you can dissolve a lot of conflict over the phone. And sometimes you might get, a customer calling in kind of ticked off because the crew is an hour later, two hours later, they don't know what's going on. You need someone who can kind of 
diffuse the situation over the phone, typically with a very friendly voice and a little bit of a sense of humor. And that's one thing we're finding with our current person in the managerial role is uh, very good with with talking to customers on the phone. So that is uh, as important. And you also want to train them up for doing basic small estimates on your CRM. So we try to do as, as, as many as possible in-person quotes, but there are some small jobs that say the customer is just selling their house. They're not interested in other services. Well, for sure, we'll get you a quote. Here's your quote. Uh, we can book you in for next Thursday. How does that sound? So that kind of thing is what we're looking at with an office manager role. So let's be clear, that's our, our first position there, getting to $70,000 a month. You, the owner, are so stinking busy, you got stuff flying at you, you can't be the one picking up the phone, scheduling the cruise. That is a, a role for an office manager. And in the five levels of business, you first staff up the field and then you staff up, secondly, you staff up the office so you can free yourself up. So let's get into the second person here. We're talking about two key managers. We went through the office manager. The second key role is going to be your production manager, also known as the operations manager. So it's all fun and dandy for the office manager to sit in the office and drag and drop crews around and make little notes and color code them and this and that. But ultimately, if you don't have someone really strong running your teams in the field, um, there's going to be no dollars coming in and no one's going to be, be getting a paycheck. So you kind of look at this thing and you think, you know, I've heard the quote, nothing happens till someone makes a sale. Okay. Well, what happens if we don't have the leads and the marketing team's not, you know, cranking out enough leads? Okay. Well, I guess leads are important too. And then what about if the crew's not even scheduled for a job, the customer doesn't know, well, okay, yeah, the, you know, the office manager's position, you know, important as well. And then what happens if the job doesn't even get done? You know, that's important too. So you can appreciate like the level of just things need to work together. It's like a team, right? Imagine a baseball team, you've got a really strong pitcher, but your, your baseman on first base and your center fielder like kind of suck. Uh, you're probably not going to win the game. So like everyone kind of needs to work together. And as you grow your business to kind of that million dollar mark, you kind of transition into this like chief bottleneck finder where my job every day is looking at the business uh, from, from like a high level point of a strategic point of view. And I'm looking, I'm saying, what does the business need right now? Does it need leads? Does it need more technicians? Does it need a better pricing model? Like, what do we need? So um, I'm getting down a rabbit trail here, but it, you know, it's hard to say what is more important, but I will go out on a limb and say, this operations manager, production manager role is extremely important because the home service business, whatever your business is, it's inherently very hands-on. You're, you're essentially getting paid as a business to match up a, a great crew with a high level of service with a customer who has a, has a need and you need to take care of that need. So it's very important the operations is run like a well-oiled machine. This is a very hands-on position. This is a position prone to, to stress as well. I look at 
uh, my business, you know, I would say hands down, uh, our office manager is busy for sure. But I would say the person who has the most things on their plate is is Steve, my operations manager. If someone's calling in sick, or there's a problem, or we broke something on site, or this or that or this or that, it's typically going into Steve's lane. So you're looking for someone who um, has a has a you know a preference and an ability to be able to handle stress. Um, you need someone with a, a calm personality who can really reason with the team. You know, there's going to be issues that come up where you're going to have to figure out. You know, is this a legitimate, valid touch up that this customer has? Is my crew out of line, or do I need to? you know, have a chat with them and see how they're doing. This is a position where you're going to be investing a lot of relationship capital into your team. You know, can you guys stay late on a Friday? Um, you know, does this person have the team's best interest in mind? You know, you, you kind of need, I would say, at least two crews for this person to actually be managing. I would prefer more like three, four crews and beyond. That's where you can really have someone be a coach for your team. And so this person's really the liaison between, uh, you know, the fulfilling my vision as the, the CEO and the owner, but then ensuring that um, all the trains are running well, not just on time, but that we're actually facilitating like a really high level of service to our customers. So, you know, keeping a high level of quality is important but also being highly aware of the budgets for the job and for the week so that, you know, we can ensure that the customers are well taken care of, but also that we are making our targeted gross profit for the week. So this person's in charge of labor. They're in charge of, do we need another soft wash system? When do we need to get the oil changes done on the trucks? Um, are, is the morale of the crew happy? Does a set crew need a gift card? Um, I need to go deal with the customer because we did this on their property. So there, it's a very, very busy position. Uh, every hour of the day in, in Steve's schedule is very important. Some days are busier uh, than others, but this is a, a very important position. And, and you know, when you're going to be managing six, eight, 10, 12 technicians in the field, there's going to be things that come up because, you know, if you wash, you know, say 40 houses a week or whatever you do per week, you paint 10, 12 homes in a week. Um, there will be things that come up and you don't like just literally imagine today if you have a crew or two crews, three crews, imagine those crews would never call you today and, and whatever came up good or bad, they would call the production manager. Like just imagine what you could get done. And for me, Steve is my my manager who he's the coach of really the the team in the field and they call him for anything the good and the bad and then Steve and I have a focused meeting one time per week and then we typically will try to do a recap at the end of the day if there's time uh, if I don't see him uh, where we do a you know a 10 minute phone call just to recap at a high level kind of what happened and kind of you know just just kind of download dump uh, how the day went so it's a it's a such a key position in the company and i think as the owner you need to recognize that um, this is such a hands-on position and you need someone who's not going to be scared to jump in on site when there's a sick call or when someone has, you know, this year COVID symptoms and they're out for however long. Okay, well, we need to shuffle the crews. Maybe the manager needs to jump in. 
the, another really key part of this position is the training of the new team members. So this operations manager is a, is a leader in your company. And a side note, the quickest way to grow your company is to develop leaders. So you want to make this, this really key hire. It, it's a, such a high trust position, but you also want to have this person who can help with the training. You know, they might not have the full chops and the skill set yet to fully uh, train up all your crews. You might have to assist with that still as the owner, which is totally fine. But I think they should have a little bit of this, you know, shepherding personality where they can actually take the lead and go train a new crew for a week on how to do soft washing and how to do the proper chemicals and protect plant life and talk to customers for reviews. So this is a uh, is a, an important part of the job too. Um, this person's also going to be leading the team meetings. We do a weekly team meeting. Uh, where we have our full team on and it's largely based on operations, how things went the last week, how we're doing with reviews, uh, any issues that came up. You know, we talk about safety on this call as well. So um, yeah, they, they'll be leading that position as well. So, you know, you can, again, appreciate just how um, key this role is in your operation. And, you know, if I look at my company, it's like, Okay, we're doing you know hundred thousand dollars a month well i'll be the first to say that is the furthest thing from it being all me you know i'm helping in strategic ways but i am not the one picking up the phone or doing the quotes or managing the crews i'm doing the vision and the finances and the recruiting and working on the business at a high level so everything kind of all needs to happen in in tandem i'm not saying get this operations manager so you can sit on your hands for a month and do nothing like you you probably could but it wouldn't be the best for your culture um you know could you be out of the office for two weeks at a time you again you probably could uh but i think it's always good to be checking in with your team you know bringing them some coffee to the office uh checking in on you know what's going good what kind of needs work um, how they're doing in their personal lives. It's just, it's an important part as the owner, you you set up these structures, yes, but still make sure that you're um, present and building culture every week in your business. So I'm not saying be in the office every single day, because to be quite honest, when I'm in the office every single day, I kind of overhear things and I want to jump into someone's job. And it's a very common tendency as owners to micromanage. So I will go in the office at select times for very purposeful visits, but I'll typically not just hang out in there because uh, I kind of distract our team from doing their work and I get my best work done uh, at my home office where I just hone in, uh, in off my phone and just get things done, such as recording this episode right now. So I hope that there's some good value and some good learning uh, in this episode for you. You know, I'll make some more content as we continue to grow our business just on, you know, how we continue to build out these positions. Uh, I think it's important to keep in mind, you know, a, a million dollars in home services is, is still a relatively small company. But having said that, um, it's enough of a structure where you can actually start to pay some people some 
really good wages and some good salaries to help run the company for you. And that's something we actually dive deep on in my, uh, in my high level coaching program. My accelerator program is like, actually, how do you pay these people and how do you structure it with bonuses and you know, how much do they make and what percentage of that is your revenue? So we kind of have to figure out what your business is and how your pricing is to kind of figure out when you can afford to have these people on your team because you don't want to have you know the the team taking up all the overhead and then there's nothing left for you uh the owner so you kind of need to put these people in at different points in your business but like i said as you start to grow um, and you do the fifty thousand sixty seventy thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars a month the, it's just literally next to impossible to try do that all yourself and even if you got close to it uh, it would not be sustainable i i'm always thinking what is the structure that this thing can go for the next 10 years and so i'm thinking let's put people in the key seat on the bus who really enjoy their job um, that's important too because if you the owner try to take on all these things and say you know what honestly i can do without a production manager i'll just suck it up um, that that's okay for certain stages in your business, but over the long term, you're effectively saying, um, I'm going to take on this production manager role and I'm going to forego my other responsibilities as CEO, uh, to be working on the business because I'm going to be choosing to make some more income and deal with my team directly and jump in and meet with these customers and go do all the estimates and pick up the phone. So you gotta, you gotta know that every choice in your business, um, there's going to be a cost to that choice. So I have an office manager and an operations manager because I want sustainability for the long term. I want to have two people in those roles who really love their job. And now my job every single day is how can I support these people, check in with them and make their job, uh, make sure they absolutely love their job. And in turn, I'm freeing up my time to actually working on the business and creating that vision and diving into the finances and researching what other services we want to add and recruiting more people for the team and doing this podcast and coaching. And so you got to figure out as a business owner, like, what do you ultimately love to do and write that down on a piece of paper and then start hiring for the other positions in your company. Because, you know, think about it. Um, if you're going to be in the office manager role, can you pick up phones and schedule crews? Yes, I'm very sure that you can because you've probably been doing that for a number of years, a number of seasons. But are you totally filled up? Like when you go in the office and you get to sit on jobber for eight hours, like are you totally jazzed up? You get to drag and drop and schedule and deal with things. And I get you're staying busy. It goes from eight to five and you feel like, wow, I got a lot done today. But did you actually get, did you really move the needle forward on your business? Like that's the question I'm asking myself at the end of every single day. How did I move the needle forward in my business? And no doubt, not every day is like, wow, this is groundbreaking. We totally innovated this. We did this. Look at that. Um, there's days where you're just, everything can tend to go wrong and you're not going to hit a home run every day in this business, but you got to know that at least there's momentum every week. You are doing one, two, three things where you are moving the needle on your business and you're moving it forward. So it's important to remember, like, I'm not the coach that's like, 
man, we could 10 X your business this month and do this and do like, I'm not that kind of raw, raw, like look at what is possible. I'm so much more like, let's build this methodically. Let's think with a 10 year approach. What do you actually want to be doing? And, and then what's your vision? Like in five years, how much money do you want to be making? Like some people are like, I want to make, you know, a million dollars. And I say, okay, great. Take out a piece of paper, a million dollars. That's making, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a month, 10 months of the year. Now, how would you actually spend that money? And people write it out and they're like, you know what? I can actually live my absolute dream life if my income was say $20,000 a month. I'm like, okay, well, that's talking then $200,000. If your business made 200 grand, you're telling me you'd know where you'd want to spend that all and you'd still have some cash reserve. Well, yeah, okay, great. Then if you want a 200 net, let's find a way to build your business up to, you know, million dollars and set it up with the team and you could be freed up to go to other things. So that's ultimately you gotta not set up this business for anybody else other than yourself and your family. Nobody cares on social media how big your business is, this or that. Like it literally, you're the only one that cares. So I think if this is a reminder to you, if anything, is like you might even be listening to this saying, forget this. I don't want an office manager. I don't want a production manager. I don't want to get that big. I just want to have myself and have like you know, one crew that does the job and I want to do everything else. And that is totally fine. But as long as you know, everything in life is, it, there's a, a concept, there's a pro and a con for your decision, right? You, it's just a result of choices every day. So like, I would suggest don't put all your eggs in one basket, which is having one crew because things will come up. Um, you're not ever really going to be freed up. And the last thing you want to do is build a hub and spoke business where everyone comes to you for everything. Uh, I've had that in the past before and it's really not fun and there's no freedom in it. So I've now chosen the other way to say, let's not necessarily build the biggest business in the world, but I want to build the most optimized business that gives me the ideal freedom and the ideal lifestyle for how I want to live life uh, and set it up over the long term. And really important too, is not just make this business about me. Like, yes, I'm the owner. I'm I'm the the shareholder in the business. Having said that, I think you can still have uh, great careers for your key people on your team. And it's literally your number one job as a business owner. Make sure you don't tank the ship financially, but two, make sure that you can love on your team and actually support them and figure out where they want to go in their life. Because if you can you know, invest into your people and give of yourself and see what they want. They're not going to go looking for other jobs and certainly not for other competitors in the space. You know, you can't control people moving out of town or their spouse gets a dream job and they like, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking like considering they're here living in your city and life is staying, uh, staying good how it is they'll likely stay with your company for the long term. And when, as a business owner, I can tell you the freedom there is when you have someone awesome in the office and you have someone awesome running your field teams, then it becomes a sales and marketing and a systems play, which are the things that I really love. So that's kind of the structure. Those are the two key managers that you want to get into, into place at kind of the, the $70,000 mark. Again, it can definitely happen sooner. And for some people, it could even be later. But just remember, 
building this business guys happens one week at a time and you got to be moving the needle forward. You don't want to be just doing the same thing over week after week, week in, week out. Um, it's not really a fun way to build a business. You know, it's something we didn't even really talk about on this episode, but when you have two awesome people in the role, literally the business becomes so much fun. Like when I come in the office, I come bounding up the steps because I'm stoked to see what the team's working on, check our metrics on our uh, TV up in the office and see how we're doing. It's just so much more fun than it was years ago when it was just me and a couple helpers. Like it's totally turning into a a legitimate business and and a leader in the industry. And it's just so much fun to be a part of. So you know, yeah, you're paying the people, they're doing their jobs, but they're also creating a lot of fun for you, the business owner and momentum. And for me, uh, I don't really feel happy or sad as an entrepreneur. You feel like you're in momentum, like you're crushing your goals, you're moving the needle, you're putting the ball in the end zone, or you feel lack of momentum, like, man, this is kind of rough today. You know, someone just quit on me or this happened. And so you feel like kind of stuck in the mud, or you feel like you're charging to your goal. So uh, I like to stay in a state of momentum, but again, it's not gonna be every day. That's why it's so important as entrepreneurs to develop this level of resilience and know that there will be highs and on the mountaintop and there will be lows in the valley, but your job is to keep a steady ship and keep cruising towards your vision and towards your goal. And just remember, you don't need the biggest business to achieve your life's goals. Uh, This is a topic that I love to talk on and maybe we'll do another episode on this one in the future, but you want to set your business up uh, for you. You want to set it up for success. And I highly recommend you build a strong team around you so they can compensate where where you're weak and where you kind of suck. And again, if someone can do it 80% as you can, guys, don't keep all the control. You're going to, you're going to hack out the legs of your business growth. Your role is to see how this business can grow your role is to see what this business can become and you don't want to be the owner that's going to be bottlenecking that standing in the way of that growth so that's where you where we're going to land the plane today guys those are your two key managers um hit me up if you got any questions on this you know i'm i'm just an email away home service business coach at gmail.com and again feel free to book your free coaching call with me home service business coach dot com i'll jump on a call with you we'll get in learn a bit about your business i'm sure you can tell after listening to me by now i'm not a uh, hardcore salesperson using sales tactics this and that i'm literally just a guy who's been in the home services now for 13 years i've had over 130 employees i built up a few different companies and i've built them to serve me and my uh, family and have an ideal lifestyle And now I spent uh, over the last year training others to do the same with my simple system. So you get on a call with me. We're not getting into uh, any pre-closes or weird sales tactics. I'm literally just going to have a chat with you, see if I can even help you if you're a good fit, and then we can take it from there. But if you just want to jump on and connect with me too, I'd be uh, happy to have a chat with you. And as always, as I started, thank you so much for giving me your ears on this episode if you've lasted Uh, this far through it, you're obviously getting some value and want to hear what I'm saying. So um, if you want to uh, dive deeper on a phone call, I'd love to to jump on a call. I do my my calls on Wednesdays. So if there's a time on a Wednesday you want to pick out, 
I've got a link down here to my calendar and we can jump on a call. And even if you just got a quick question, like, Hey Dave, you said this manager about this, what about this situation? Like just try, keep it brief and to the point. If you're going to send an email, uh, I don't really tend to read emails more than a hundred words. So put it in point form and, and get to the point. Um, but again, home service business coach at gmail.com. You can find me there. Um, and it'd be great to connect with you, but I'm going to, uh, let this one run. I got to get going, get on with the day here, but just wanted to, uh, drop this episode, uh, get it out first thing in the day, get uh, your gears turning as we roll into the weekend. Thanks so much for listening guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Leave everything better than you found it. Take care. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.